like this isn't Hoover's FBI or whatever. <laughs> who is the who is the president that was like who had created the CIA? Yeah, Hoover was not a president. Oh, it wasn't Hoover president. That was a different Hoover. Oh, it no, was that was Herbert Hoover. Yes, the vacuum guy. That sure. Is- <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the Lost Podcast. Yeah, it's called What's Up With That, Bro? Oh, are we recording already? Yes, yes, we are. Oh, well, welcome. Yeah, we started with your awesome cold open story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right, that's in there. We try to figure out which Hoover was which. All right. So by the end of this podcast, we'll have mentioned several Hoovers, several men with the last name Hoover, and women. And your mom. And my mom, (laughs) who is also last named Hoover. (laughs) I am actually part of the extended Hoover dynasty. Yes. For people that are just listening now for the first time, this is the podcast where we, we talk about Hoovers. And only Hoovers. And only Hoovers. And Someone, we all suck. No. Someone might have told you that this is a podcast where we listen, we watch the show Lost backwards from the fir- last episode back to the first episode with with Chad, who's never seen Lost before. Except for all the episodes that we've already recorded of this podcast. Uh, so I've watched like six episodes? Yeah, today's six. Yeah, today is number six. The sixth episode except not the sixth episode chronologically because they're watching backwards so i've seen six from the end it we're gonna have to explain that right like in almost every episode unless we have some kind of weird music at some point i'm totally gonna give up (laughs) (laughs) like look if you're on episode 15 and you don't know what we're doing here i can't help you it's like hey new new listener recap chad's only watched lost for this podcast (laughs) (laughs) then we should probably put that in the intro yeah Mm -hmm. That'll be part of our theme song. <laughs> Welcome back to Talking Podcast with uh, three guys. I'm Chad. I'm AJ. And I'm David. And welcome to What's Up With That Bro, a podcast where, as David said, we discuss loss in a backwards order, starting from the last episode going to the first. Tonight's episode is? Season 6, episode 12. Everybody, Everybody loves, loves Hurley. Hugo. 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 God damn it. I thought I knew things. I know nothing, John Hugo and Hurley are the same person, and that might be the actual title. I'm not sure what the actual title is. And also, I feel like uh, they only ever call him Hugo on the show. Like, they, I've, I don't think I've seen seen him called Hurley yet. Yeah, I think that's true. I think because Hurley is like a nickname for him. But now that everyone's known him for six years, they're using his real name because they're much more comfortable with him. Why was his nickname Hurley? Was he wearing a Hurley t-shirt when the plane went down or something? <laughs> that's a good question. I'd... Yeah, that's why That's why uh, Kate, his name, they call her Kate because she was wearing... Kate Spade? Kate Spade. Jack had a pretty cool Jack Skellington shirt on, I think. In the <laughs> you guys remember. Sawyer was wearing a, a badass... Uh, Mark Twain shirt. It was just a picture <laughs> of Mark Twain on his shirt. And everybody went like, hey, that's a Mark Twain shirt. Rush. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was the best part is I saw you I saw you grasping for that, and then you caught it, and mm-hmm. there was a glint of happiness in those eyes. Satisfaction, yes. He was wearing a Rush shirt. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that's actually the reason why he's called Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> he's just really into Rush. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just like, oh, that's the guy that uh, always jumps Tom Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this episode was... Uh, it was it was interesting. There was uh, a lot of back and forth on the uh, every time. There's a lot of back and mm-hmm. forth, except for the origin of uh, Smoke Monster and Jacob. Yeah, that was that was the only one. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was done talking. Like I start, <laughs> yeah. I started talking, and I was like, "Why am I the one 
talking about this episode? Why am I introducing it? I wrote down like the least out of everyone. <laughs> oh, God, I need to stop talking. How do I get out of this? <laughs> I've, I've, I've painted myself into a corner. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I could see the shakes and shivers kind of starting to start on that end. Well, like that's what you wrote down on your paper in front of you was, oh, my God, oh, my God, how do I get out of this? It, yeah, it's it's kind of just jagged writings, and then your paper is ripped in half. It's really small yeah. handwriting. The uh, first thing that I wrote down was other Asian's dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dr. I forget his name. Herbert Dr. Chang, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, Doc Chang. Maybe. Maybe. Let's go with Dr. Chang. What, what's other Asian's name? Miles. Miles Strom. Not Miles Chang? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, so is that his dad? That's yeah, his dad, that's right? That's his dad. Yeah. That's his pop. Because I remember his dad from the final episode where uh, he was uh, doing the speech. Yeah, he was doing a speech in this one, too. Yeah. that That's what he does. He shows up and does speeches, yeah. right? Yeah, so Harley speaks to Michael in the beginning of the episode. I had a question mm. about this because we come to find out that Michael's dead. So how do we know that this is actually Michael that Hurley's talking to and not uh, the man in black or the smoke monster? Yeah, I had the exact same thought about it since, as we learned last week or the week before, the smoke monster has been embodying all these dead people on the island. But the reason I figured it out that this was actually Michael and not the smoke monster is when he was pointing at the smoke monster's camp and telling Curly, oh yeah, yeah, the smoke monster's down there. Uh, yes, but do we know for sure that the smoke monster can't appear in two places at once? Yeah, that's a good question because it doesn't seem like he loses any time in where he's at, where Locke is at, right? Like he's... I guess you could make an argument that he kind of ducked up between um, leaving Desmond in the well and coming uh, in the well and coming back to camp. Um, but I wonder. It kind of works either way because Michael was telling him to go talk to the smoke monster, which is what the smoke monster wanted. Mm-hmm. But then the smoke monster talk was surprised to, to see him. So maybe smoke monster is a good actor. Yeah. yeah. Well, so he seems like. Based on what you we've seen... You guys threw a surprise party for me? <laughs> oh, my God. How did I not know any of this? This is amazing. Was this some dead guy's idea? Yeah, yeah. Because we've seen in the previous episodes that, that Locke, well, Smoke Monster kind of has all of Locke's knowledge and experience, right? Like, he can he seems pretty handy with that knife, and then he has access to all of Locke's memories. So, I'm assuming he must have access to all the dead folks on the island's memory as well. I guess so. I don't know what the rules are for the smoke monsters. I haven't figured that out. But Locke was using that knife to make something with a stick. He had that big stick and was shaving it down. And, and Sawyer was like, hey, what are you, you going to do with that stick? He's like, I don't know what it's going to be yet. That never pays off. That doesn't pay off. We've seen everything that happens after this moment. Mm-hmm. That stick doesn't do anything. I want to believe that that stick was meant to like hold open a door somewhere. <laughs> like, we just, you know. There's like a deleted scene. <laughs> <laughs> It's just them, like him finishing his stick, like it's done. This is my brand new walking stick. Yeah, so was he even using it as a walk? I don't think he used it for anything. I don't remember seeing it in the oh. previous ones. I and feel they- like he did have a walking stick in the last episode. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he was he he was making a walking stick and then he used it. I wonder. I I don't remember for sure, but I feel like he had a walking stick, and then at the end of the episode, like when he has the final fight with Jack. Mm. Like, I feel like when he was having that fight with Jack, like, he dropped the walking stick off of uh, the cliff. Oh, yeah. That's right. The walking stick was there. Oh. And it played an important role in the show. So, I Not that wrong. important. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's, that's, how, that's, how, that's how small that stick 
had had a place in the show. Also, if if Michael was Smoke Monster and not Michael, mm-hmm. then oh, that's how we know because people can see Locke, ah. but people couldn't see Michael. So Wait. unless Smoke Monster can selectively only appear to certain people, that might be true. You know what? What might also be telling is um, there's a sound, right? There's the whispers that we hear right before Michael pops up. Yeah, but we don't hear whispers when the Smoke Monster comes out, right? Oh. We just we hear like we hear like a clicking and then some other stuff yeah we usually hear lock locks footsteps <laughs> right yeah yes yes so there's a scene that happens like um after hurley runs into libby at the at the mexican restaurant like mm. he he tracks her down and he's here's like i know you know whatever so i, I don't want to poke too many holes here but there's a scene where hurley starts talking to like um to the doctor that's in charge of the mental institution or right. whatever and his whole thing is just like um like the doctor just starts spilling all of uh livy's stuff to yeah. to kugel like a stranger he just goes yeah so she has issues with reality senator kelly that's his name <laughs> from the x-men bruce davison was senator kelly in the X-Men movie. Does he I wonder if he has like a bigger credit, like a bigger movie credit than that that he can rely on. He's like, I was in clear and present danger with Harrison Ford. Like, no, you're the president from X-Men. We just we know you from that. And that's all. Uh, and I have to go. Yeah, it's weird though, because like so this so he kind of just offers up all this information and um and then um Hurley says, Oh, I want some time alone or I want to speak with her, and then he goes, I don't think so. Only says, family. Yeah. So then Hurley <laughs> offers some money, and then the doctor just goes, "Yeah, well, there you go." And he just like lets him. So basically, we find out this is a terrible doctor of this mental institution. I feel like from what I've learned from TV and movies, is every doctor in a mental institution is a bad person. <laughs> yeah. There's like one good guard, and every <laughs> other person that works in the mental institution is bad. Yeah. yeah like you know. Yeah, that's gotta suck. There's like one guard that's a nice person and there's like one nurse who really hopes that these people will eventually get better. Yeah. Everyone else is just scum. I wonder how much that influences. Yeah, that's got to influence all of us in terms of like what we think of mental hospitals. <laughs> like you get in there like, oh, so you're the doctor here. Well, to be fair, Hurley was offering a lot of money. A yeah. <laughs> hundred grand, right? Yeah. Like, uh if you think about it as like the doctor who's in charge of the mental institution if you're like oh man i don't i don't i know that i'm not supposed to be letting just random people talk <laughs> to my patients but how much would a hundred grand go to improving the life yeah. of all of yeah. the other patients who aren't going to be harassed by this rich fat man <laughs> yeah like hurley says specifically like yo dude your rec room is looking a little gnarly like they started in the rec room like, we're not going to build these people a library. They're just going to wear these books as hats. <laughs> Did you guys see in the rec room one of the extras? He had two stuffed animals and was just making them kiss the whole time. <laughs> That's amazing. I did not see that. I didn't catch it. I, I, want, catch I that. want that to be the uh, the cover photo for this episode. <laughs> just two, like a dude with two puppets making. There's like, a blurry background extra with two stuffed animals is that the same stuffed animals just making out is that the same extra like i think like one of the orderlies hands him like a hand puppet is that the one you're talking about i don't i don't remember that part there's a portion like at the end of whatever scene where like the there's an orderly you can see in the background hands the guy a puppet and and the background actor is 
he grabs the puppet, puts his hand into the puppet, and starts talking with the puppet. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's like very like he's overreacting the whole way through. <laughs> like he's making really big wide gestures and nodding heavily at the puppet. Like I know you're supposed to be crazy, but then like <laughs> that guy was like, I'm gonna soak this up. Yeah. Man, I'm on lost. He had to fit he had to fit all of his acting into that that three seconds. <laughs> also, I think a lot of the people that end up on this are the local actors. Mm. We have more theater actors and screen actors <laughs> down true. here, I feel like. So he was just acting for the back of the auditorium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to see what that guy's reel looks like when he goes into like uh, audition for other jobs. Like, mm. eh, don't, don't blink, you'll miss it. I'm in the back there playing with a puppet like a crazy person. Let me audition for this role. <laughs> But yeah, that doctor seemed a little odd to me, like the whole time. Like he just seemed very underhanded. But we kind of tried on that. We tried at that ground, I guess, pretty well. So uh, Hurley can see ghosts. That's like firmly established at this point, right? Mm. He can see ghosts. Desmond is immune to electromagnetism. <laughs> How many other people have superpowers? Oh, there's still some that we haven't yeah. seen yet. Um, would you be surprised to find out that everyone has a superpower? And I'm going to ask you what you think each person's superpower is. <laughs> what was the lawyer lady's name? Ilana. Well, I know that her superpower is not invulnerability. Because <laughs> she got blowed the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, she was... She did. She blows sky. Yeah, no, that was a... That was a pretty funny part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I laughed so hard. <laughs> because Hurley just, like, walks in and he's just like, hey... Hey, we shouldn't be playing with dynamite. And she's like, "No, this is our only chance." And he's like, "No, really, uh, it's a bad idea. This this isn't going to end well." And she's just like, "I have to save you." And he's like, "No, not with dynamite. Please don't." <laughs> and she's like, "Nope, going to use this dynamite though." Yeah, it's right after that. Right after that death, like, where does everybody go? They go to go get more dynamite. Mm-hmm. Like you know, so. And poor Hurley has to blow up all the dynamites <laughs> to stop everyone else from getting hurt by dynamite. Okay, here's a question. I I am a big dude, right? But mm. how like how fast do you have to be to beat out your whole group to get to a ship in the middle of the island to go and blow it up? Not only did he beat out the whole group to get to the ship and light the dynamite, he also had to run all the way back to the group <laughs> <laughs> and warn them. Mm-hmm. There's a giant mass. About to crush everybody. Well, yeah. I think it's because Hurley's superpower is super speed. <laughs> or a super fast rascal scooter. How does see. super speed help him see ghosts, though? <laughs> oh, crap. I forgot he already has a <laughs> Ah, I've trapped you. Uh, he, he can go through the ghost realm to oh, transport. That, that's, how fast he, uh, that's how he goes real fast. Yeah, he's like Nightcrawler. Uh, well, I know we, we've... We've gone through this, but I'll bring it up again because it seems to be the thing I point out during these episodes. <laughs> like, Jack goes along with Hugo, and Hugo you know, later admits that he's lying about seeing Jacob, all this stuff. But he goes along with, with Hugo, and it's not a fact-based thing. Well, it's just a feeling, I guess, right, that, mm-hmm. that Jack has. So you kind of also see Jack kind of taking that stand as a man of faith. It seems to be a con- continuity of the season where Jack is is more is making decisions based on you know um not having all the pieces but just going off of uh less facts and more feeling i guess and so i don't know that's how i read it so i was like hey and that's another man of faith move on jack's part yeah everything we've seen of jack so far is that he uh he just goes along with what's happening yeah he seems to be taking a lot of things on faith yeah 
like throughout every episode that we've seen. Yeah. So we still have not hit the turning point for him, I guess. Right. That changes him from a man of science to a man of faith. Yeah, I think that probably, I wonder. I wonder if that happens. Yeah, I, I'm not too sure when that happens. But at some point, it becomes a change because he said it himself in this episode, too. He's just so used to being the one in charge or, you know, being the guy that, mm-hmm. that's in charge. Something else that kind of stuck out to me is um, Michael tells Hurley that he's stuck on the island. Like, we know that Michael's dead. He's one right. of the dead souls that Hurley's talking to. So Michael's stuck on this island, um, and he's just kind of caught in the limbo of this island based on what he said. And he said he's not the only one. So all those whispers, whispers that they hear are people that are trapped on the island so for them it's it is a purgatory so this place acts as a purgatory as well based on what we learn right yeah i think that's been clear so if this island or the two islands Hmm. if if that's purgatory and the alternate reality that we keep dropping into is heaven or a construct that's uh helping people get prepared to go to heaven mm-hmm. for realsies. Does that mean that there's another reality that they visit earlier in the series that's hell? Huh. I don't know, because we don't ever see Michael in um, in that flash sideways, right? He's not back in L.A. No. So, like, he's stuck. Like, um, the other ones have died, but they were able to move on. Michael has died, and we don't see him at all in that flash sideways universe. Yeah, speaking of... Uh people that we get to see how come we saw libby in this episode and no other episodes <laughs> <laughs> we saw her grave yeah at the no, beginning no, but, of this episode oh uh, we saw her grave at the beginning of the episode and we also see um we see her in the on the uh the construct reality mm-hmm. hmm. but the next time hurley shows up like she wasn't there right oh yeah for the rest of the time in the uh in the construct reality hurley is helping desmond do stuff yeah even though he got, he just got his memories back, and goes, oh my my, my true love, right here in the uh, this mental institution, and this isn't real, so we can just go take my millions of dollars and do whatever we want, or I can help Desmond beat people up. <laughs> yeah. All all I really remember is him tranking Charlie, driving Saeed to go and get beat up. Right. Yeah. I guess I guess you don't need Libby around for that unless she's just gonna hang out in the car. And you, make... You'd think you'd want to bring your your love of your love life of your life yeah. yeah or maybe he thought like he might have thought it might have went sideways but like none of them got killed in that reality right if they did get killed mm. in that reality what would have happened oh if they got if they died in the construct reality yeah i, think, I don't know yeah maybe maybe they didn't know maybe hurley had some reservations because like he knows what it might lead to if he brings her along like mm. people might be shooting at the car or that deal might have went sideways with anna lucia or something like that I, I, I think that's kind of fan-wanking the plot yeah. hole, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's something. <laughs> it's better than what the show gave us, which yeah, is nothing. Nothing yeah. at all. It's like, we'll keep it vague. So Desmond comes back to the island on this episode. Mm. Uh, he was apparently on a submarine after being kidnapped by right. Charles Widmore. <laughs> they say, how did you get kidnapped? And he said, electromagnetism, <laughs> <laughs> which is the thing that he said he was immune to. He said that Widmore kidnapped him or something and then started exposing him through these experiments that we see on the previously on, which is, I guess, our next time on. Oh, okay. So he didn't kidnap him using electromagnetism. He kidnapped him using re- regular kidnapping right. techniques. Yeah, probably a, I'm gonna a guess, bag on his head. <laughs> I'm going to guess Widmore just like Billy clubbed him in the, yeah. back of the, <laughs> the back of the noggin, threw him in a van or something. And he's back on the island. 
I wonder how Whitmore and them got back to the island. Because we know, we hear this episode that, that Locke says, oh, you guys came back to the island, but in order to get back here, you guys all had to come together. So how the fuck is Whitmore getting there with all his barefooted, you know, people? <laughs> I thought the barefoot people were Locke's people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Different bald guy. There's so much going on in this show, you guys. This so yeah, no, we'll we'll see what happens with Widmore. Moving in a different direction. My favorite mm. line of the night, hands down, is Hurley sitting on a beach going, "I think I'm remembering stuff." <laughs> yeah, at Alamoana Beach Park. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. There were a lot of places in this episode. Yeah, they 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 yeah they went they went pretty heavy on the the slideshow with uh, Hurley. Oh yeah, in the the very beginning. Yeah. Where we're just like, oh, I think I, oh, uh, uh, oh, uh, yeah. There's so many places. Yeah. The zoo and uh, something else. We thought maybe Kapiolani Park. Probably. We're not watching it again, I'll tell you that. (laughs) There's a point. This is, we can probably flip back. I might be moving ahead here. But there's a point where where Locke asked Desmond, he goes, why are you not afraid? You're out here. We're all alone. Nobody else knows that you're here. And I am who I am. And you are who you are. Why aren't you afraid? And he said, what is the point in being afraid? What did you guys make of that? Oh, D- D- Desmond doesn't care anymore because he's had so much electromagnetism. <laughs> I like to think that uh, much like Jules in uh, uh, Pulp Fiction, mm. Desmond just thought it was a cold-ass thing to say to a motherfucker. <laughs> or maybe like uh, Desmond is on his walkabout. Like this is <laughs> this is him after the fact. This is his kung fu. This is Desmond's nah. kung fu. I really like the idea, though, that it's like, what is there to be afraid of? And Locke's like, hmm, that's a good point. I'm going to throw you into the well now. They linger on on um, on Locke's face, too, mm-hmm. for like a good couple of seconds. But it's enough for him to go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to, you're going to get thrown down this well, son. <laughs> you're about to get welled. You're about to get welled, mother father. And he went down that well head first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he totally didn't flip at all. Yeah. Yeah, he went down head first, and then, like, he comes out later in the episodes that we've already seen, and, like, fine. Like, he doesn't yeah. have a head injury or any broken <laughs> bones. That's a deep-ass well, yeah. you know? He definitely should have broke his neck or something. <laughs> also, I, I don't get throwing the torch down there. Hmm. Like, it's like, how deep is it? Uh, let me throw my torch down there. <laughs> oh, it's deep. He's like, I'm trying to make a point. That's why I brought two torches out. Because he lights a second tor- torch like during his speech with Desmond. Mm-hmm. That torch was specifically meant to demonstrate the depth of this dark-ass well. <laughs> and later on, we see it in the daylight, and it doesn't seem that deep. Yeah. yeah. It, it looks like it's like, what, 12 feet? Yeah, something like that. Locke is all like, all right, Desmond and I are going to go and take a walk. I need two torches. One for me, and another one for me. <laughs> I might throw it down a well. You don't know. I do what I want. <laughs> he probably took some guy's torch and I was like, that was his favorite torch. Like, it's okay, I'll bring it back to you. Oh, and the guy sees him coming back. Oh, did you bring my torch back? He's like, fuck no, I'm locked. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bottom of a well with a dead guy. I was like, oh, so seriously, did you not bring my torch back? Like, I gave that to you in good faith because it gets dark over here at night. I mean, I don't have any shoes. At least I could do a see at night. <laughs> you don't need to see at night. Be a smoke monster. <laughs> That, that would have been a better choice, like a soul version of this uh, smoke monster. <laughs> what you jive turkeys doing? Give me that Give me that torch. Give me that torch. They, okay, I think I get it now. They had okay. to forego on their shoe budget to make sure that they had enough torches to waste yeah. on each episode. <laughs> well, speaking of torches, later on when Hurley finally gets everyone to go talk to the smoke monster, 
and he and Hurley comes out of the jungle by himself and says, "Okay, Smoke Monster, we're, we got the rest of our group here, but you gotta you gotta promise not to kill anybody." But they're hiding and everything, and then the Smoke Monster's like, "Okay, fine. Uh, you have my word. I'm not gonna kill anybody." And Hurley's like, "Okay, everybody, it's safe. Come out." And everyone's just hiding behind a tree, five feet away, with a torch. With a lit torch. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Batman level ninja skill. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Batman, well, was in this episode. Richard Alpert. Yep. Yeah, uh, Richard Alpert has his moments in this episode. I like the character of Richard Alpert. Mm. Uh, he was always one of my favorites, even when the show, like during the show's original run. He was the only dude that you couldn't really put a finger. Well, you, like you couldn't put a finger on most of this, but you couldn't put a finger on him because he just seemed like he was here forever. Yeah, so he always like, seems to know what's going on. I need to get better microphone clips. Oh no, we're fine. I, I think I might have just hit it in my desperate <laughs> ardor for Richard Alpert. In your ardor for dick? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love me some uh, Dick Albert. Juliet. That was was his wife in the construct reality, right? Yes. Right. His ex-wife, right? Yeah. Okay. So she plays a role on this. Yeah, I hope they were divorced in the the sideways reality because when she meets Sawyer, they start making out pretty much (laughs) immediately. But then she had all those previous... Yeah, imagine that. Imagine like if you just if there's some event that happened and then you just realize that your whole life is a sham and then um you had a totally separate life somewhere else. <laughs> Am like, I totally getting laid in that life? More than likely, yeah. Oh man, fuck this life. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this life into pieces. Wait, so what if you weren't getting laid <laughs> Isn't in that? that a Papa Roach song? Oh, uh, that's cut my life into oh. pieces. <laughs> this is my last resort. <laughs> Suffocation. No breathing. <laughs> Don't give a fuck if I cut my arm bleeding. I get they had to have That's the bleeding. That's not what his voice sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird Michael Jackson version of that song. <laughs> Wait, I get the lyric, like, uh, uh, the ending portion, like, mm-hmm. cut my arm bleeding. Like, mm. uh, I don't know. All right. Look, man, it, w- it wasn't about, like, <laughs> lyrical correctness. <laughs> it was about just feeling feelings Papa man. Roach is trying to make a statement here what the happens statement when is we're kind of sad <laughs> but we're angry about how sad we are what happens when you cut your arm doesn't it bleed mm-hmm. cut my arm bleeding it's a period in between yeah. if you look at those lyrics I don't know, I'm picking don't give a fuck if I cut my arm period bleeding <laughs> period <laughs> He's just pointing it's at what's happening. It's two separate thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I didn't give a fuck. I cut my arm. Now I'm bleeding. I'm not going to tell you I'm bleeding. I'm just going to say bleeding. Mm-hmm. Cut yeah. my arm. Bleeding. Thank you guys for listening to the uh, Last Resort cast. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week when we talk about the other Papa Roach song. <laughs> Good Lord. Who can name the other Papa Roach song off the top of their head? Not me. <laughs> I have no idea. I just know that one. And I didn't know it until Chad started singing. I go, oh, yeah, I remember that one yeah. when it was on the radio. So tweet at us if you can remember the other Papa Roach song. Because we can't. Welcome you know, you could actually totally make it up. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to tell. No, not at all. Welcome back to Talking Roach. Mm-hmm. Talk a Roach. <laughs> Taco like Roach. Podcast. What were we just talking about? Last resort <laughs> over and over again because yeah, yeah. you can't remember the other song. Okay. 
I was, I was, I'm going to say something that's going to bring us way off tangent. <laughs> Allow me to go there for like a second and then we can get right back on task. Doesn't tie in it at all, really. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there's, go there, go there. All right. There's a podcast out there. It's, it's called Star Wars Minute. Yeah. They talk about Star Wars one minute. Like they dedicate an hour of podcasting to one minute of Star Wars. Yeah. I think it's called Star Wars Minute. It's Star Wars Minute. That's all I have to say about that. But when we're just talking about that, for some reason that flashed in my mind. This is all going to get cut, I think. <laughs> has nothing to do with Lost. I don't think it is, actually. <laughs> this is all going to be in there. Please, yeah. folks, rate and subscribe. Well, you know, just subscribe. Rate highly. Yeah. This is the rating is the most important part. <laughs> and uh, rate, give us a five-star rating on iTunes, and name your favorite Papa Roach song in your, your review. And your favorite episode of That's Star Wars. That's the code. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't name your favorite Papa Roach song, then we'll know that you're not actually listening. <laughs> it's just a pity review. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll take pity reviews, too, as long as they're five stars. Yeah. 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 No four-star pity reviews. Yeah. Fuck you. Come on. <laughs> How much pity you got? We'll take all of it. Is yeah, that, so uh, Julia dies, apparently. Yeah. I mean, not in this episode. But Jack's like, oh, yeah, ever since Juliet died, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, how how do you think Juliet died? Because it's Jack's fault, maybe? He acts like it's his fault. I think that Jack trusted someone mm. that he shouldn't have trusted. Mm. And then Juliet ended up paying the price when they were trying to get away from the person that Jack shouldn't have trusted. And then he's like, oh, even though it wasn't my hand holding the knife, mm. it might as well have been. I am sad. Yeah, that's that's that was Libby. <laughs> Libby murdered Juliet. Oh, so Michael just avenged Juliet then. <laughs> right. Don't feel bad, Michael. Go to heaven. <laughs> yeah. You're an avenger. That raises another question. Is it that they're stuck, those those dead on the island, are they stuck there because they haven't had a realization or haven't come to any kind of catharsis with whatever actions they did? Or is it the actions that keep them on the island? It doesn't matter how remorseful they are. Because Michael does apologize for killing Libby. And then we never see him again. Yeah. Not even in the sideways reality or anything. Maybe that's all he needed to move on. Yeah. And maybe he moved on without them. Or not. Maybe he's still stuck on that island. But where did he go if he moved on? To where they all went with that light, or that church lit up, right, at the end. But we didn't... Oh, wait, no. Uh, you're talking about straight, straight ticket to heaven? Not even yeah, going yeah. to the construct reality? He made his own construct reality where it's just him because everyone else was busy in the uh, their own construct reality. So like, okay, I'm just going to go in this church and go to heaven. Maybe the island was not just uh, purgatory for him when he was alive. Mm. It was also his construct reality when he died. Huh. And it's like uh. it was the same as everything that went on on the island when he was alive. The only difference is now he couldn't affect anything because he's a ghost. Yeah. I mean, not the and, exact same sequence of events, but it's like he's still on the same island and now he just can't do shit. Yeah, I have to think that in his his view, he's seeing the entire island as the city of L.A. and doesn't notice that there's trees and stuff. He thinks those are buildings. Oh, wow. That would be, be kind of... That would be really interesting. His reality is being overlaid onto the island. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the side, sideways reality is, too. Just overlaid on top of this. Yeah, existing. as though the entire thing was filmed on the same island. <laughs> So going back to real quick to Ilana getting blown up. This is the first time we saw her on the island, and then she immediately died. <laughs> and that's the thing that we're going to be encountering with this podcast from now on, is every time we see a character for the first time, it's because it's their last episode and they're going to die. 
<laughs> yeah. That'll, yeah, that that is that is a little jarring. Like it, it kind of took me by surprise. I was like, "Oh, it's her again, the lawyer." And I, 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 it's been years since I <laughs> did a real watch, watch through of the show. So when I saw her, I was like, yeah, "All right." But yeah, so now on this backwards watch, you get to see everybody um be around for a little bit and then die. So Hurley has like a has a moment where he's talking with Miles right after the explosion of the um of the Black Rock, mm-hmm. the the ship. And Miles asks him, like, oh, okay, so who told you to do this? He says, oh, well, Michael said, you know, not to not to blow up the plane. People are going to die. And he says, you just believe all the dead people that talk to him? He's like, yeah, pretty much. Like, dead people are more reliable than live people or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just fell asleep again. <laughs> I've, been, I've been trying to avoid it. <laughs> You had a little bit of a snore on that one. So that's, how that's actually what woke me up. I heard myself snoring through the headphones. Oh, that's the best. That's how you can tell how much notes I wrote on any <laughs> given episode. Like, I can basically talk about an episode for about 20 minutes after I run out of notes. Yeah. And after that, it's just like, oh, God, don't don't fall asleep, Chad. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Oh, God, you're falling asleep. <laughs> Because it was right about 20 minutes ago that I was just like, well, shit, that's all my notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, listeners, keep please keep listening to this podcast. Like, um, one Tr- thing- Trust me, we're more interesting than my sleep habits uh, portray us as being. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a... But then to your to your point, though, Chad, like this this was kind of a, a, a little bit of a difficult watch we had to get yeah. through because it seemed more like... Again, more chess piece arranging. You know what I mean? You see different groups divide and then different new groups form and stuff like that. So we see that in this episode. And it's just it's just a lot of maneuvering. So not too much. There's some plot development, but it's mostly just positioning all these characters. And like there's a billion of them on this show. So it's kind of hard to like just stay active with all that stuff. I'm like, okay, well, you're going over to this <laughs> camp and you're going to that camp. I'm still awake. <laughs> You guys are talking about switching camps, and it's just like, oh Jesus! It's like the boring part of the show. <laughs> uh. yeah. A lot, of, a lot of this episode was just people arguing about whether or not they should split up, and then figuring out who, how they're going to split up. And we didn't have a lot to say about that. Yeah, yeah no, the the most interesting parts really were uh, Hurley and Lib- uh, Hugo and Libby. Yeah, you know, I did like that. I, I like the I like the Hugo centric episodes. Like they're very, they're more lighthearted than some of the other ones. Every time there's a Hugo episode, they always give him some kind of weird, you know, some weird comedic fallback, whether it be like an overbearing mother or something like that. Which he had, right? Also, uh, in the construct reality, were people actually getting like their dreams coming true? Maybe, because yeah. I mean, Charlie got to be in a rock band, mm. which I assume is his dream come true, unless he was in a rock band already in regular reality interesting what do, you, what do you think his job was in regular reality uh being a hobbit <laughs> <laughs> it's just a real life hobbit just yeah. going from like like he hangs out at like universal studios theme park or something <laughs> or whoever it was that had the hobbit movie that's crazy what do you think hurley's job was before he whatever he became uh before he became the chicken mogul of this episode <laughs> that is that is that is one way to get rich like he just bought a bunch of these chicken franchises and they show him this is this is 
<laughs> this is my favorite is at the beginning like you see all his restaurants and then you, just to kind of show you where they're at there's like uh, his chicken restaurant and in the background is a pyramid to show you that he has a chicken restaurant in Egypt and then he has a chicken <laughs> restaurant everywhere else <laughs> like homeboy is just he's going global with his chicken franchise apparently it's catching on because no. he's doing pretty well for himself <laughs> that was a weird dream <laughs> Like, what did you dream? Oh, no, no. I was talking about <laughs> Hurley's dream. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is so off the rails already, but I love it. Oh, that, that's going to be our new game whenever one of our hosts fall asleep. <laughs> the other ones are going to guess what that person is dreaming about. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. So, yeah, that is a weird dream. Well, why would you want to own a chicken franchise? Like, why would you want to be a chicken franchise mogul? And why would Locke's dream be to get his pilot's license and then immediately crash his plane? (laughs) (laughs) He always wanted to fly. And he also said, oh, once I learn how to fly, I'm never going to have to walk again. (laughs) Yeah. So you have successful spinal surgeon, uh, lead member of rock band Drive Shaft. Then you also have chicken mogul. And you have a guy that just wanted to fly, crashes, and vegetates his father. <laughs> mm. there, there's, a, there's also a petty criminal, loose cannon detective, <laughs> straight-laced partner. A uh, woman accused of murder. Mm. Mm. Wait, who was accused of murder? Kate. Kate. Oh, right, right, that's right. But she was actually like a petty criminal or something, wasn't she? I don't know. I don't know. I also don't know. Cause, uh, that I, sounds like a Kate thing. Because it seemed like she wasn't in for that. Uh, it seems like there she was connected to the possible murder, but she wasn't actually the murderer. Mm. Yeah, one yeah. can wonder. So it doesn't really come up much after she gets mm-hmm. out of jail. Also, uh, that would mean that Jin's dream reality is getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> Saeed's dream reality is being like some kind of international man of mystery where he's a spy slash murderer for hire slash something else probably. haven't we all had that I dream though that might be saeed's real life yeah yeah we'll get to that i didn't write anything else down as you can <laughs> tell by the whole falling asleep bit but there is one thing that i did want to note yeah. watching these episodes backwards mm. uh one thing that it does take away is sometimes i lose ways to interpret things right because in this episode Locke throws desmond down a well right and then later in that episode, you see Desmond hit Locke with a car <laughs> in the in the construct reality. Right. So it plays off if this is the only episode that you've seen. Mm. Like, oh, Desmond remembers what Locke did to him <laughs> and he's getting revenge. Because the thing is, we don't even know that Desmond's not dead right. in yeah. the island reality. Ah. Like he, it's just like, oh, you're going to kill me? No, I'll kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But we know that that's not what happened or why it happened. Right. Like props, props to that stunt team too, because like the stunt team had to get a guy in a wheelchair and then hit that person with a wheelchair, and then I don't know whatever special effects they were able to get, but like you just see a wheelchair and a guy who's supposedly paraplegic flipping over a car. Like that's a lot. Like that seems like a lot. Yeah, and that was a full flip. He was upside down and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was ridiculous. Like, what, what did we? What happened to him in the f- episodes we already seen? Like, did he have any internal bleeding or anything? Because he got fucked up in that 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 car hit. He needed spinal surgery, huh? But did he need the surgery p- 
prior to like getting hit though? I mean, I guess I guess it was the car hitting. Okay. Yeah. Well, the fir- the first surgery was because uh, he had two surgeries, right? Right. And the first surgery was just to stop whatever injuries happened from the car. Mm. And the second surgery was the one where it's like, oh, I bet we could make you walk again. And he's like, no, I don't. I don't want to walk. I want to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It seemed like Locke was always in a perpetual state of suffering, even in that construct reality. He couldn't walk. His dad was a vegetable. He lost his love because even in that construct reality, he said um, that woman was someone that he was going to marry. But then they called off the the wedding or the wedding got pushed off or something like that. Yeah, Locke can't catch a break even uh, on his way to heaven. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody's like opening up chicken stands and (laughs) all this other stuff. And Locke is just getting... I think that was yeah, kind of his, his thing. His dream wasn't to be a teacher. It was to be a substitute teacher. <laughs> uh, that's great. He's like, yeah, I'm going to teach you kids mm-hmm. who have no established rapport with me at all on these subjects that you don't want to learn about. Yeah, and I don't want it to seem like I'm trashing substitute teachers. They're the real heroes. Oh, yeah, of course. You're the real MVP. <laughs> Just not John Locke. John Locke is never the real hero. <laughs> Some numbers go off in the um, in the restaurant. I guess we, there's more of that that ties into the rest of the show. But there's not much to really say about that. Yeah, really. but there were numbers. Did we get through your two pages? Oh, yeah, pretty much. But the last thing is, right when um, Desmond hits Locke with his car, his license plate says, well, license plate number is 2FAN123. So it's 2FAN123. I don't know if that has any kind of relation to oh, anything else. Yeah, that was because um, J.J. Abrams' uh, grandma was named Fan Fanny. Mm, that sounds accurate. Yep, and she that was her 123rd birthday. Oh, okay. When well, they were filming that. Yeah, uh, that's perfect. She had two yeah. birthdays, so they had to distinguish that they were celebrating her second one on the yeah. show. Because that's the thing where, like, um, after <laughs> 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 this, this needs to be a video podcast. <laughs> if we can make this a video podcast, I'm 100% sure it would run. So for the listeners, Chad fell asleep again. And as he was starting to uh, slouch over, he grabbed his microphone stand for to, to stabilize himself. And then I think he hit himself in the face of the microphone. Yes. That is exactly what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, that's great. And all of this and be more, you could see Oh, wait, no, we're not supposed <laughs> you, to. You just saw. You just saw. Let's. Yeah. Oh, we'll do the ad later. <laughs> <laughs> French Festival. You guys were at French Festival. You know what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah, you guys remember. Oh, my God. I think you were saying something about a getaway car. <laughs> yeah, just Desmond's car hitting lock, but that takes a backseat to what just happened. <laughs> I forgot what I was. All right. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, um, let's get to let's get to Chad's uh, the uh, predictions for next week. Oh, uh, predictions for next week. Uh, Saeed gets the. Uh, keep forgetting his name. I was so good earlier. Desmond. Yeah, Desmond. He gets Desmond from Widmore at the same time as Widmore is taking Sun. Hmm. Yeah. We know from the previous season we see not Tina Fey pop up in one we're going to be doing next time Ooh. so we'll see what happens with zoe it's always good to see not tina fey yes yeah we're about due for a saeed episode we haven't had one yet i keep thinking that we're going to because he's in all of the episodes yeah and he doesn't really do much yeah he, his, yeah like so far his role has been like 
follow someone's orders and uh, grunt. Yeah, he just they put him in like brooding zombie mode for the last episodes that we've seen, minus minus his his last ditch save or whatever when he yeah. takes the bomb off the subway uh, submarine. Yeah, brooding zombie mode. It's the name of my uh, my new book out this fall. <laughs> Brooding zombie it's, mode. It's a really shitty cheat code for uh, Goldeneye. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's several pages of the same cheat code for two hundred and fifty <laughs> pages. I um, I figure you know, work smart instead of hard. Yeah, just put the same code over because people are going to need reminders. And then I put it in different fonts throughout the book so that <laughs> it keeps it exciting for the reader. Okay, plugs. Um, follow me on Twitter, DKJ Comedy. Follow me on Twitter at a nevis zero zero three. A-N-I-E-V-E-S-003 on Twitter. And you can find all of uh, my different social media presences at my website linked to on negative1.net. That's negative O-N-E dot net slash Chad. Okay, and that's another episode of Lost in, in the, the Can. can. Wait, we're, are we really sticking with that? <laughs> I'm having fun with that. Because I keep yeah. yelling get lost at the end of every episode. <laughs> I think and I keep thinking, like, oh, we're, we're going to totally change. <laughs> you know what? I totally forgot that we agreed on that on episode two. Yeah. Or, and then I listened to episode two. I was like, oh, that's right. We did agree <laughs> to say every episode. I've again. been doing it. But, I Chad, know. you've also been doing it lost. Yeah. I, I never agreed to shit. <laughs> I've been looking very confused at yeah. the both of you. Like, are, is this our sign-off? AJ, you need a catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Jive turkey <laughs> jive turkey jive turkleton let's go with that jive turkleton jive turkleton everybody you know what guys it's a brand new year okay you know this is gonna be a great year are, are we gonna do a new year's resolutions on air yeah that's, sure. what, that's how we're closing this show is with our new year's resolutions oh great um all right AJ, you first <laughs> all right i jumped in there so quick but let's just go with it my new year's resolution is to give a hot sandwich to someone on the street they don't even have to be without a home or um as we say home challenged Mm. but my (laughs) new goal is to give someone well to pass out at least 25 sandwiches hot sandwiches throughout the this this new year aj do you do you ever listen to my other podcast guys with issues yes have you listened to our most recent episode did you guys talk about hot sandwiches Oh, uh, that's the one where we decided that uh, sandwich was going to be our euphemism for sex work. Oh, is it for real? Yeah, oh, I missed that part. Oh well, oh well. There you go, cross cross podcasting, guys. Please yeah. tune into guys with issues. Um, also with with our wonderful host here, Chad Wago. And I will not be offering sexual favors this year, but I will be offering literal hot sandwiches <laughs> to people, homeless, not homeless. You could just be a regular John or jill smith on the road you might get a sandwich from me if you live or work in the downtown honolulu area expect a sandwich i sound very npr right now and i hate it but <laughs> i'm gonna say hot sandwiches 2017 get that the hashtag t-shirt. yeah t-shirt hashtag yeah. mugs i have coming out i think it's coming out <laughs> the same time as um as uh, that book that i'm making right so there's gonna be that be on the lookout for that and plus mugs and t-shirts and a hashtag Maybe even just an empty sandwich container, just you know, for you, you're just in support of it, of me handing out hot sandwiches, <laughs> and you want to support that, you can get a sandwich container. There'll be more coming. I'll I'll give you guys more deets later. Or, and it's not even gonna be like fancy sandwich containers. It's just pretty much gonna be like an old Tupperware 
that's kind of stained stained orange because somebody <laughs> had put spaghetti sauce in there at some point, and then now there's a sandwich in it. Be on the lookout for that, yeah. guys. Yeah, so I do have a lot of questions about hot sandwiches, but we'll get to dirty those. hot sandwiches. Dirty hot sandwiches. Yeah, you like that. You guys like those dirty hot sandwiches? <laughs> I think that's going to be my New Year's resolution. That's a con- con- is that con- is that how you're going to be offering those sandwiches? Yeah, to yeah. People? I I'm not going to straight up offer you a sandwich and be like, "Hi, this is this is for you. Please have a hot sandwich." I'm trying to making my I'm trying to make myself available to offer hot sandwiches to people this year. No, it's not going to be anything you know nice or or anything like that. It's going to be creepy and. Um, I might shake your hand, which would be incredibly clammy, which adds to the creepiness. So when I offer you a, a hot sandwich, I'm going to be doing it like in that in that creepy way. So I'm going to be like, yeah, you want this hot sandwich? You can have this hot sandwich. You can have all this sandwich. <laughs> Get it before it's not hot. Look at how big this sandwich is. Just begging for you to eat it. It's got extra meat. Just put the sandwich in your mouth. Tomatoes really, mouth. it's really lean. Wrap your lips around the sandwich. Come get the sandwich. Come this is a really it. weird episode, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what I'm doing. I think I've I yield the rest of my time to the rest of you guys for New Year's <laughs> resolutions. I yield my time to the floor. Oh, uh, the floor Ooh. recognizes David K. Yeah. Jones. My my New Year's resolution is to uh, I'm gonna try I'm gonna try to eat ice cream every day for breakfast. I think that's something that I can do. Oh, we're doing real ones. <laughs> Wait, you're not going to give people sandwiches? <laughs> oh, no, that's still going to happen. <laughs> Sorry, David. Keep going. I'll, I'll give my real one afterwards, maybe. Um, that's not a real New Year's resolution because I have been doing that for two years straight already and will continue for the rest of my life. And uh, he's actually... Uh, just check out the pictures. Yeah. Check out yeah. the pictures. There, there's a, do you have a Transformation Tuesday one? No, I, I just do it every 100 days. Okay. okay. On my Twitter. You guys would know this if you just followed me on Twitter. Feel bad that you don't follow me on Twitter. Yeah. Feel bad. <laughs> also know that uh, that DKJ and Chad Wago are miles ahead of me in the looks department. So <laughs> we have two very handsome young men. Me, I'm kind of whatever. I'm just a slubby guy. But check out these dudes on their Twitter because I know like what? to think of myself as a sexy Quasimodo. There you go. You know, we got a sexy Quasim- Quasimodo in the building. We have a a sexy it, to see. David K. Jones running on the beach, like with his shirt off, like nice glistening tan. And he runs in slow motion. I do. Naturally. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, folks, ladies, men, question mark? I don't know. Just come and, come and take a look at, at these two fine specimens. And the best way to do that is through our Twitters or Instagrams. You can find them. You're smart. Yeah, you guys got it. You guys, you guys know. We got some pretty smart listeners here. You guys are great. I'm going to keep brown nosing so hard to make up for that hot sandwich thing. But ladies and gentlemen, seriously. You, you're, try, you're trying to make up for that creepy, creepy hot sandwich thing by talking about how attracted you are to us. You know what? No, I'm going to double down. I'm going to be so creepy. 2017 is the year of the creep. So just get ready. It's going down for real, guys. That sounds like a musical lyric. It's probably, it's probably because it is, but just know that it's going to get creepy this year. Yeah, everybody, uh, keep an eye out for our new mini podcast, the uh, the Creep Creep uh, Corner, where we just have AJ say some creepy shit. Yeah, it takes place mostly downtown. Um, every so often, we'll have a special episode that takes place at Morgan's Corner. So it's Creep Corner with your fellow creep at a place that has the word corner at the end of it. Um, that's just for fun, though. You know, we try to have fun here. Yeah, we try to keep things uh, clever. 
Yeah. By the way, fuck NPR. <laughs> fuck them. We called out New York last week. I'm calling out NPR this week. Yeah. You and your soft Dosset tones <laughs> reporting the news. Here's some news. Chad's New Year's resolution. So if I just started to softly hum the Baywatch theme song, mm. I totally missed the moment, right? <laughs> like it would be like way too late right now. Is that what you were looking at? That's what your I was. Phone? I was trying to find the lyrics to the Baywatch theme song. <laughs> you know what, what Chad? What? It's not too late. It's never too late for that. Yeah. All right. Because I'm still looking, actually. <laughs> Like, for some reason, these sites just don't want it. Some people stand in the darkness, afraid to step into the light. Now, just imagine David K. Jones running on a beach <laughs> in slow motion right now. Some people need to help somebody. All right. Are, are you going to continue describing David running? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Keep, please keep going. I, 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 I didn't want to step on your groove. When the edge of surrenders inside. So... You have a hard-bodied young man. Oh, what the fuck? Why is this ad here? <laughs> so you have a hard-bodied young man running on the beach. Don't you worry. And don't you worry, because DKJ is a fit young man. It's going to be all right. Like the kind of man that looks like he can treat you right. Because I'm always ready. Yeah. Won't let you out of my sight. I- I'll be honest with you guys. It's hard to sit in this chair and and not be sexually attracted to the both of you. <laughs> Because the reality is, like, ladies, you don't even know. I'm I'm stuck right in between two stud muffins, and I, I'm I'm trying to keep it in my pants. Like, it's hard though, ladies. It is so hard. I'm I'm not touching that one <laughs> because of how hard it is. Yes. Hey, hey, guys. There's no judgment here. It's a judgment-free zone. We can be honest with each other. I, I I'm, to- like I'm totally not judging this? your boner. <laughs> <laughs> but if I were to judge it, I would give it like a, a 10 on the Moe's hardness scale. <laughs> I'd give it a 9 because I like to be the Russian judge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. Also, by the way, nice hardness scale. <laughs> there's, a, there's actually a scale that DKJ is holding up. For the listener, it's a scale that ranks on a scale of 1 to 10 in hardness. At the very end, it's a, uh, I don't know, like a... Um, it's a picture of a diamond that I just X'd out and drew a picture of AJ's dick. Yeah, yeah, and, pretty much. And on the, other, on the other side, it's a picture of Mo from the Three Stooges. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh. So, uh, my New Year's resolution, I, Chad Wago, mm. being of sound mind and body, <laughs> uh, that's how New Year's resolutions start, right? Yes. Because <laughs> uh, you're going to die this year. Yeah, probably. Because... <laughs> uh, Here's the thing. Uh, every year uh, since I turned 18, my New Year's resolution has always been don't die. And I've nice. achieved it every fucking year. <laughs> Is there any reason why you're trying to not die? Because uh, <laughs> if I die, then I'm totally not going to get laid anymore. Got it. Got I it. mean, I'm not really getting a whole lot now, but I would be getting less if I was dead. Ladies, come on. You can't hear this and, and not... And not want to respond. I know. You take can't a moment. Hear that, and not have your loins <laughs> light with fire. Yeah. Although yeah. some of you may actually be lighting your loins on fire <laughs> after thinking about me in that me- method, and you're just like, nope, nope, I'm done with these. I don't need loins anymore. Ladies, give just take a moment. Just you know, step back from the radio, whatever listening device that you're listening to us mm. on. You know, just take a deep breath. You know, get a drink of water. Try to paper towel 
the situation that's going on. <laughs> the situation. Okay, so just just take a moment and also look up Chad Wago on the uh, on on the information that he's provided to find him on social media. I mean, come on. Yeah, and you're running out of time. Chad Chad might die at any moment. He might die at any moment, mm-hmm. ladies. Because I'm that. not resolving to live anymore. <laughs> this year, I resolve to live, like for the moment. I don't know how many moments of those that I have. Yeah, so come on, ladies, go and live live in a moment with Chad Wago and see if it doesn't feel as good as you would imagine it to be. You know, we're not we're not trying to force your imagination to feel anything. Let it, just allow let it. it. Let it, just let it, just let it happen. This, oh man, I I can't uncreep this thing. You know what? I'm committing to this creeperness. Like we, <laughs> I'm going so hard on this I'm, right now. I'm trying to walk backwards <laughs> away from the creepiness. I, I've jumped off the, me. I've jumped off the creepy edge like 15 minutes ago, <laughs> I think. And I'm doubling down on it, you know? So mm-hmm. come with it, ladies. And you're soaking wet panties for these two <laughs> fine men. You, this is this is going into a very, very weird spot that the podcast hasn't turned in before. But let, come on, let's be honest for a moment. We know why you guys are listening. And it's not only for the wonderful recap on Lost that we're going um, in opposite order. We mentioned in 25 minutes. No, but it's also for these wonderful voices from a rock hard body and also a... Another body. A stellar choice (laughs) of of a man. Because I know you women don't want boys. You women want men. Uh, And let me mansplain to you something else (laughs) about what you want, ladies. You want. You guys know what they you know want. I don't have to tell you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm your inner monologue, basically. I'm telling you what you already know to be true is if, that you if want. If you've ever seen that film, What Women Want, <laughs> uh, with Mel Gibson, like AJ is the voice that Mel Gibson hears. Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing it all. Trust me. I mean, you don't have to, but I would strongly advise that you trust me <laughs> when I say that deep in your hearts. And even further down than that, you're 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 in pining. Your loins. You're near loins. You're pining. You're pining with all of the essence of your being to be with two, one or both wonderful. I don't know. I don't want to put <laughs> limits on you, ladies or or guys. I mean, again, or no one's here to judge. Those in our trans community, everybody, everybody's open. Like this is come on, this is 2017, and um, you know what? It's all about love. It's all about love, and it's about. Making a choice. It's about it's uh it's about uh getting those urges taken care of. And ladies, these two young men can take care of these urges. I promise you that. I promise you. I don't make a lot of promises on this podcast, but I do promise you this that um you you will be satisfied. Yeah. He's giving the AJ guarantee of sexual satisfaction. So if you do hook up with myself or Chad and Or both. Or both. And are unhappy in any way. Or both at the same time. Yeah. I will give you a hot sandwich. Okay? That's that's my promise to you. You hook up with these fine young men. You don't like them. I don't know in what reality that would be true. But if you don't like the goods that you have received because you're ungrateful. <laughs> and you're unthankful. And you're not thanking your lucky star- stars. Then I will give you a hot sandwich. <laughs> It'll be warm and moist and delicious, and I'll give it to you like a creep, just to show you what you missed out on, okay? Are we all on the same page here? Yes. 
Thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> I think I think we just gained so many more listeners, you guys. I think you had all uh, you had all the uh, our lady listeners going right up until you said the word moist. <laughs> I've never understood like why the word moist gets to people. I don't know. Like I feel like damp is a way grosser word. Damp? Yeah. Moist is grosser. That that's the a, general consensus. That squishy sound to it. Moist. Moist. <laughs> Wait. It doesn't bother me at all, though. Is, is there an a, uh, ASMR video of just people going moist, <laughs> moist? All right, all right, guys, we're, we're all here. Let's let's all just say, DKJ, say the word moist followed by the word damp. Moist, damp. Jeff? One is clearly grosser. Moist, damp. And I'll go moist, damp. Yeah, I don't know. They they both sound weird to me. Okay, everybody. <laughs> We will see you next week. All right. Thank you. Everybody stay safe. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And um, ladies, you know what to do. I'm not even going to... We're done here. I'm not even going to keep going. I've, I've beat this horse so much this episode. <laughs> but you know what's... You know what needs to happen. Okay? You know what you need to do. DJ, so, what was your catchphrase again? <laughs> Jive Turkleton. All right. That's, that's the part where David just cuts the end of the podcast. <laughs> Ladies, don't be a jive, Turkleton. I really feel like your, your catchphrase is actually, ladies, you know what to do. I'm going to get so much hate for this. Ladies, you know what to do.